A FIFA World Ranking of 29th, and yet Ireland managed an embarrassingly meagre 26% of possession, only completing 150 passes against Georgia, a side ranked 112th in the world, and with only three points going into the match, nothing but pride to play for. However, Martin O'Neill's men could only muster a heartless, damaging and hugely disappointing one-all draw on Tbilisi. Hello and welcome to the Total Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Conway, and as always, I'm joined by Declan Hart. Hello. With that all set up, let's dive directly into this week's topic of the show, international football. Now in this segment we're going to talk about Ireland, Georgia, we're going to talk about Wales, Austria, we're going to talk about England, we're going to talk about France, we're going to talk about Italy, we're going to talk about Spain, we're going to talk about anything else that comes our way. We're going to open with that awful draw between Georgia and Ireland. How poor of a performance was it? It was probably the poorest performance Ireland have had under O'Neill. If I'm correct in saying 62 passes in the first half. Yeah. Or is it 62? I think it was 62 completed passes all night, was it? No, 62 completed passes in the first half. I remember okay. hearing that. But overall, they were 3-1. to one. I think Georgia had 360 passes. Yeah, it was 3-1, to one, if not even maybe 4-1. to one. Almost, was, yeah. Either way, it's embarrassing. One of the worst pass completion. It wasn't as yeah. if they were even playing direct. They were playing direct football, but they weren't even just hoofing the ball with any meaning. It was yeah. just bad, bad, technically bad play. Like, it, it took them until the second half to even have it be that they'd hit the long ball to Walters, who would head it down for long, which you would think would be the logical thing to do. Instead, Walters was, isn't a tall man, though. It's not a, it's not a viable option. He's a physically... He's physically gifted. Yeah, he's very good at holding play and finding a way to win an, an aerial duel, even with a taller opponent. Hmm. But in the first half, it was if it was accurate in any way, it was to Long, and Long had no one to pass it to or play yeah. it off of. No one near him. No one, no one near him at the, all in the final third at all. If we go back to the beginning, it all could have been so different. Ireland opened the scoring a few minutes in. Long raking free kicks. Yeah. That's a classic. Ireland. Shane Duffy. Uh, Cyrus Christie it was with the yeah it was a the, really good pass as well. well it was a free or, kick yeah, free kick yeah but uh, as it turned out the I believe the goalkeeper was being fouled although he was way out of yeah, the six yard box it was it kind of reminded me of uh, Claudio Bravo's Premier League debut in the was, Manchester Derby last year where he was just out muscled in the air yeah and then Zlatan had basically an empty net and that was basically and the clearance was even uh, players could have got to that it was yeah a, if you didn't see it it was a long long free kick from within Ireland's half into the box. Keeper to him to claim, missed it entirely or was fouled, whichever way you yeah, want to look at it. Park. And Shane Duffy with the lightest of headers as the ball bounced into the back of the net with Georgian players yes. somehow conspiring to miss clearing the ball. They were so close as well. Yeah, it was like a guy went flying kicking and he missed it entirely and the ball just trickled into the back of the net. Meanwhile, later in that same half, Georgia just started passing the ball around there as if they were Spain all of a sudden, yeah. if they were who we'll get on to later on in the show. They just one touch passing. It was lovely stuff. It was, was great. Like Georgia have always been kind of the team that have been hard done by mm. by results. Yeah. And going into the match, I think a lot of Irish fans were kind of like, "Oh, well, let's not underestimate them." Even mm. Martin O'Neill was saying that. But even still, like yeah. they can't be outclassed by Georgia. And it wasn't as if, "Oh, these are hardy opponents putting ten men behind the ball." Defending with their life and scraping a counter-attacking. Yeah, this I would have preferred that. Yeah. Like. This was George outplaying Ireland, coming on to Ireland, intrinsic passing. Glenn Whelan, who we'll get onto a bit as well, yeah. just getting nowhere near, leaving a massive gaping hole in the back of yeah, the just Ireland Just not doing midfield. his job. Just he wasn't attacking. He wasn't defending. He, he wasn't passing. It's just he like he's gone what eighty-two caps for Ireland now. And he's become probably the most controversial figure in the team at the moment, besides maybe Wes Hulan. But that's not... And it's just like... Like, I've, I've nothing personally against Glenn Whelan, but he's just... He's done. Yeah, he's point. done. I think I don't think he should ever really been in the side. He had his moments, both as a club player and an international player, as a, you know, a... Roy Keane likes to describe him as a footballer's footballer. Yeah. Someone who, you, you know... Seasoned pros are the only ones who could ever see what he really does, so don't even bother criticizing him because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but even like five years ago, okay, maybe that's a that's an argument for Glenn Whelan, but at this point, he just I don't I don't see what he offers to this team. Five years ago was when Euro 2012. He was terrible. Got that goal against Italy though. Oh yeah. Well, I suppose that that yeah gives him a few years leeway. Yeah. Wes Hulahan, as you said, did not play. Yeah, and he he wasn't injured on Friday. He just was no, didn't, didn't not play. trusted for whatever reason. Even though Ireland have always clearly played mm. better 
when he's been on the pitch. Well, moreover than that, they play better when he's been on the pitch and Glenn Whelan, who we hasn't. Saying, hasn't. It's it's a perplexing, it's it's a funny thing with Ireland. It's 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 a repeat of the last well, we won't go back to Stan and Steve Staunton as a manager, but Giovanni Trapattoni did not trust Irish players to no, play football. It was okay. Didn't didn't go to matches, didn't watch the players. Doesn't doesn't UK. care for the League of Ireland at all. No. Not that, you know, international yeah, football is a cut above League of Ireland. It is, but you look at players like, uh, is it Hurrahan or Maguire that was at mm. Cork City and he was he's played really well while he was still at Cork, was by far the top goal scoring league. He was being called for by the media to come into the side and Martin O'Neill didn't bring him to the side, but as soon as he moved to Preston in England, he was in the side. He's in, yeah, he's in England. Then for, therefore he's up All of a sudden Yeah there is Most definitely a bias there Between the last two managers But it's more that That's not, not the only point I was going at It was more that These managers don't trust The Irish players To actually be able to play football Yeah That's the problem they That think was a severe problem Under Trapatone It was He thought they were Big lumbering rugby players He's a rugby country he, yeah. Rugby Ireland like rugby he, Fourth he biggest to, sport in Ireland like. But he But Trapatone believed That that was more of our sport Than a big physical sport Closer to GA. Was was better for Ireland to be playing than more technically gifted continental football. Yeah. So he picked the players that did that, the Glenn Whelans, the uh, Stephen Wards, the name Anthony a few Pilkington's. more. Anthony Well, Anthony Pickleton had a bit of skill about him, Connor but Salmon. John John Walters, for instance, ahead of more technically gifted players, he threw in a few here and there to give a bit of you know clemency to the Irish yeah. media. The the Aidan McGeady's even who we won't even start talking yeah. about. Who came on instead of, or was he starting? Sorry, no, he came on. He, he came, came on, on instead of in Wes Hoolan coming on. Yeah, like what? What was that going on there? Maybe, who knows? Who knows? With, with, with and it was for Harry Arder as well, who was Ireland's most technically gifted player after Wes Hoolan. Yeah. I would argue. Yeah, not that he had a good match. No one's no, no but one like had Lee, a good match. Liam Brady made the point of like, how can he have a good match when the ball is sailing over his head the whole match? True, true. They're just bypass, and they're being told it's not like players. Players are told they play at different clubs. Yeah. They don't always play. Like, you don't get the goalie. Uh, Darren Randolph played for West Ham last year. This year he plays for Middlesbrough. Both are playing technical passing football. Both yeah. teams are were and are. He's playing with uh, Gary Monk of Swansea fame at Middlesbrough. They pass the ball out from the back. They play interesting. He can play football. Yeah. He's not, you know, some. there's questions about Darren Randolph's saving ability sometimes or judgment and crosses yeah. but no one's ever questioned his delivery or his passing or anything like that so why is he playing 60 70 yard balls to nobody on the left hand side of the pitch where there's nobody running the shortest player on the pitch is probably running that way or maybe yeah. John Walters might be switching sides w- why are they doing this why is Shane Duffy just booting the ball for the corner flag as soon as he gets it as if he's terrified that he'll give away a go- well he's not he's he's confident on the ball yeah, like he's a good player. But like, even if they're not that confident, pass it to the midfielders who do do. This. Yeah, like, like Harry Arder is at that Bournemouth side that have been that have been renowned for having good technical midfielders. Robbie Brady had a horrific match, and he's you know last week he gave away one of the passes of the season so far when he scored an assist for, for Burnley against Spurs at Wembley. Wembley. You know what's going on? What's, it's, what's it's? I think it's all down to Martin O'Neill at this it's point. The management, and the, but it's not going to. It's it's similar to the Arsenal as we discussed last week. Is the, no one? John Delaney isn't going to change anything no. at, the, at the top. You know, if 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 Martin O'Neill gets a good club offer, he might leave, and then Ireland will probably search and will go back to getting the Terry Venables Keane. of the world. Roy Keane, Keane might step in. Roy Keane was defending the Irish team the last day. I think he's become a bit too accustomed to that wage pack yeah. he's getting for not doing very much at the at the country. It's a strange thing. Away from that, just the direct impact on that Ireland match, Wales, in the same group, managed out of nowhere, this young player that from Liverpool. Ben Woodburn? Or? Ben Woodburn. He's been at the Liverpool since he was six years old. Yeah, he's it? 17 now, isn't he? Yeah, he's already scored for Liverpool. He's their youngest scorer, I think. And he yeah, that happened season. in the last season in the League Cup. And he's been at Liverpool since he's six, as we said, and he scored... An excellent goal. The keeper is a bit suspect. It's a long range goal going quite slowly. Yeah. It was a wonderful moment. It was on was, his near post as well. Yeah. There was singing, there was chant you know, the Welsh fans yeah. are well up for like the Like I was I was actually watching this on, on mute at the time, but even I could tell like there was a great atmosphere. You could yeah. see the camera panned to all the fans. Every movement, and down. there was joyous expression, even at Nilal, 
even at, at that point it was almost a lost cause type of situation where they're yeah. like okay it's it's winding down to a nil all draw it was We're a bit not- like in the in the Wales England match in the Euros when at 1-1 the camera turned to the, the Welsh fan, fans and there was one of them was crying yeah it was a bit it was, like that. Yeah, it was just the emotion was taken over. Like that might and carried them into the into the World Cup, but at the moment they have they, the momentum. Exactly. Like they are only two points behind Ireland now in third place. Yeah. They're only was three points behind. Uh, four, points. four points behind. Serbia. Behind Serbia for automatic qualification. We go into Serbia. Serbia also won. Yeah, Moldova. They're always going to be. They're Moldova. always going to beat Moldova. But that that tees up this match tomorrow evening, Tuesday, as at the time of recording, between Ireland and Serbia at the Aviva Stadium. The winner, it's almost winner take all. If Serbia win that, that's probably them first. They're they're true. They're they're clear. They're how many points clear? They, they'd be four points clear. Uh, Wales are playing Moldova, so you'd assume they'd beat them. So yeah, that so would keep them four points, and they would be clear of Ireland. Most yeah, definitely. They have to go to or they host Georgia as one of their next two matches, and you would think that they would beat Georgia. Yeah, well, that's the expectation. They have yeah. superior technical players, and they probably will do Georgia. Yeah, so that. And if Ireland win, then everything's forgiven. We'll forget yeah, all about this whole this. thing about Georgia. But I, I'll be very interested in what uh, Martin O'Neill does with the starting eleven mm. uh, on Tuesday. Should be available. I think it was said today uh, that he will be out for the match tomorrow. Oh, will he definitely? Yeah, I thought it was a maybe. If it, it was um, during the weekend, but they said today that he should be out. Mm. There is rumours that Wes Houlihan has a groin injury. Maybe that could explain yeah, why he didn't play on but Saturday. Maybe that's just something as an excuse. Maybe being pushed out there to yeah. quieten people down. Aidan McGee, I think, has something. But so who is going to play on Tuesday night for Ireland against I, Serbia? In I actually wouldn't match? be surprised to see David Myler come back into the starting eleven. Long term, he had a knee injury there. YouTuber, famed YouTuber, David Myler. Yeah, I think. He, with O'Neill, when they've had a poor performance and there's a second game immediately following it, and there's media pressure to drop certain players, bring in certain players mm-hmm. like Wes, he generally does do that. Like mm-hmm. if you remember the Italy match last year, he made a wonderful whole, resolve from the Ireland manager. Yeah, to, you know, he stay made true to his principles. Wholesale changes into the Italy match mm-hmm. last year, and that was one of Ireland's better performances mm-hmm. under O'Neill. Uh, you remember the Austria win last year, which mm-hmm. was one of the the big wins under O'Neill. Glenn Whelan came off after 22 minutes uh, for David Myler and mm-hmm. that completely changed the way Ireland played. They had more zest about yeah, the play. Yeah, and David Myler was crucial in the build-up to that goal mm-hmm. that won them the match. Whatever about David Myler's technical feats, he is a physical, he, he gets up and down as the, as the footballers like yeah. to say. He is an, he's another one of those players' player yeah. kind of people. He, he does the higher graft for the rest of the team, for the more gifted players yeah. in the team. I think that he is a better option than Glenn Whelan. At, the, at this point in yeah, his career, it yeah. certainly is. Speaking of O'Neill's, Michael O'Neill, the Northern Ireland manager, has just about secured the playoff. Yeah, they've they've done really well. They have to, they're playing Czech Republic in their next qualifier. If they avoid defeat to Czech Republic this evening on the Monday, they have confirmed their playoff. Oh, will that confirm it? That confirms it. I think they're six points clear as it is. Yeah, that would make sense. Of third place. Uh, They could technically catch Germany, although I don't see it happening. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But, you know. Northern Ireland doing great things Michael O'Neill like you said before maybe we they picked the wrong O'Neill when they yeah. went to hire him and now it's gone beyond yeah it's not something I think uh, we'll get for the Republic mm-hmm. Michael O'Neill probably is going to lead Northern Ireland to the World Cup or at least to the playoffs yeah they'll get the playoffs depends on the draw then yeah. because it is a seeded draw mm-hmm. from what I know and so. that seeding could be either be down FIFA like changing their seeding I know they did yeah. it last time for the last World Cup and the last I think currently Northern Ireland are expected to be in the non-seeded so they could potentially face yeah they could face the Italy sides, for instance Italy which would be like it's, it shouldn't be seeded because it's so harsh for a team like Northern Ireland to do so well in mm-hmm. a qualifying group only to be given Italy yeah or a team of that yeah like Portugal a few uh, against Sweden I remember that yeah. was uh, the last World Cup and even like with Ireland in 2010 like it was a harsh draw for Ireland to draw someone mm-hmm. like France it's a harsh draw for anyone to draw anyone else in yeah. the playoffs I think it should be an open seeding yeah if it was open seeding you could say oh that's just completely unlucky yeah, but when it's you're favouring what, you, what are you doing the seeding on when a lot of teams are close I remember Ireland drawing, drawing Estonia before Euro 2012 yeah those teams are fairly close in stature you know yeah that Why wasn't seeded was that, that wasn't seeded it was Ireland oh, was were seeded for that yeah. how did they do that <laughs> yeah that's the kind of thing Ireland aren't that much better yeah. to, to like granted they did Fairly beat Estonia. They did, yes, they did in the end. So it, was. it wasn't seeded for the most recent Euros, though, was it? Was it? I can't remember now, but they drew, Euro- they drew Bosnia. Yeah. 
And I wouldn't say Bosnia or Ireland were no, a top Ireland seed. were probably seeded in that over Bosnia. Mm-hmm. We'll have to check that and come back to you on it. But we think it. Anyway, Northern Ireland are going through, as you said, one of their potential, or going through the playoffs, one of their potential opponents, uh, opponents could be Italy, who were basically, the, the, well, there's no basically about it, they were destroyed by Spain over the weekend at the Bernabeu yeah. in the, the basically the playoff for the group victory of that of that group. Yeah, Spain are basically qualified for the World Cup now. Italy lined up in a 4-2-4 formation harking back to the 1990s yeah. and 30s or even la- later, the 50s. Uh, they tried to basically match Spain's pressure with their own pressure. Yeah. But unfortunately, their players didn't They're bother. They're just not quite. They didn't really press. So then you had a, basically a massive gap in midfield, which was exploited. Spain readjusted yeah. their play. So Isco sat in the hole and played a traditional, something like Michel Platini in the 1980s. Kind of number yeah. 10 role, traditional. Did not track back. Mesut Ozil would have loved it. Didn't track back. Didn't mm-hmm. do any defensive work, really, apart from the, when the whole team were back there. It was fantastic. Uh, Spain were controlled. There was a few instances during the match where they were under pressure in their own box. Yeah, and they just passed it out from the back. It was beautiful. They were doing chips and flicks, and like yeah. very dangerous. If it didn't work out, it was it like something awful. Napoli would do. Actually, like Napoli yeah. have been known for doing that recently, and they've had a few good clips of that. Yeah, it's it's as if it's as if Spain have another generation of, of team players yeah. coming through. Asenio, As, Asensio, Asensio. I'll get his name right eventually. Playing fantastically. Isco's Isco not Marco Verratti. Yeah, and without it meaning to the the back heels, the flicks, uh, the control. Yeah, Morata running through with his complete lack of pace over and over again through <laughs> that Italian, like making them look even slower than they are. Yeah, uh, David Silva played really well as well. Mm, they're all like young and old. They're me- melding together. Whether whether they have enough to carry that into a World Cup next year. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that they'd be favourites to the World Cup, but, but they're they have in the last two. Now. But you know they should get to at least quarterfinal. Yeah, that's well. We'll see. We'll wait on the on the draw in November, but we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. In other big teams in Europe meeting each other over the weekend, France played the Netherlands at in France. Was it two big teams? <laughs> well, well, yeah. It was, like, France, Historically, yes. France would have combined their their eleven starting lineup had a value of four hundred million. Jeez, so. It's it's a lot yeah. to take in. They basically have two players for every single position on the pitch who are playing in the Champions League level. Yeah, at least two. Yeah, some positions they have three or four. Like Giroud and Lacazette are the are the two competing strikers at the moment. And yeah, and waiting in the wings is Dembele, Mbappe, Mbappe, Martial can move in there. They have other big, strong players. Yeah, and then of course they've Karim Benzema just not in the squad. Yeah, as well. Like they have such wealth and Griezmann just lurking behind there. Who yeah, can play on and he played really own. well. The, the Thomas Lamar with an amazing yeah just performance in general. He scored two goals. He was all over the place. He's playing. There were times where he's playing a deep lying role that was reminiscent of Patrick Vieira. Yeah, and there was other times where he's just rolling and. Playing like a winger and playing more like Henri. Exactly, it's it's a crazy, crazy wealth of talent they have. Netherlands, on the other hand, tried to go out and play an offensive game, didn't really work. They they are the complete opposite of France. Really, they have a complete dearth of talent. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Vincent Janssen, you know, there's there isn't a dearth of talent. There's just a dearth in the quality differential between them. Vincent Janssen scored two goals, I think, for Spurs last season. Yeah, that weren't penalties. That were or or were penalties maybe. I don't know. But he scored double that for the Netherlands in the last year. He is not Usman Dembele. No. There he's is you know, not he's not even no, he's not even Olivier Giroud. There no. is there is a, a big difference there. They're not, not talented, but they're struggling to for to Yeah, like the reach. only impressive player at all in that match that's young, like not like an Aaron Robin or a Robin Van Persie or anything was Timothy Fosu Mensa mm-hmm. who played at right back. And like it says a lot that the only promising player at the moment is a right back. Yeah. Who's on loan at Crystal Palace. Well as Johan Cruyff said before he died, the only player in the Dutch team who could pass the ball was Daily Blind and he's he played the left back. Yeah. But we move on from that. There is in the same group they've already played la- on Sunday, just before we're recording. Yeah. They both teams have played their second, second match. qualifier of this window. We'll start with the Netherlands first because it's just they were playing amazingly against Bulgaria. Like speaking, of the, they were playing total football, yeah. pass the ball around, one touch passing. Dick Advocat finally getting 
getting his methods across. Yeah, and it's just it was it was chalk and cheese between their performance against France. It was amazing how they were able to just switch it on. And at the same time, France were playing Luxembourg and to lose a home game. And France against a team that has kept one clean sheet in the past 64 international matches. Yeah. There's a stat of like how many points they won ever in mm. qualifying. It's like 36 or something. The last time they, they kept a clean sheet was against Moldova. <laughs> Moldova? Yes. Uh, Luxembourg managed a nil-all draw with a mighty France who just destroyed the Netherlands 4-0. A full-strength France as well. We're not, there was no... Lloris was playing, Giroud was playing, Lacazette came on. Like, the the aforementioned Monaco players are all there. Yeah. It was just lacking in Griezmann any... was playing. Yeah. 34 shots on target, I believe, they had. Jeez. No goals. They hit the post twice. But I remember the most, the most telling thing of this was in the 78th, 79th, 80th minute, around that time in the match... The left winger for Luxembourg, who I cannot take his name at the moment, but he didn't, you know, there's not many Luxembourg players who yeah. are household names, so you can forgive me that one. Running, running, beating everyone on the left-hand side, on the France right, coming into the box, having options in the box, and hitting a lovely shot past Lloris, hitting the inside of the post and coming out. And if it wasn't for a diving tackle to save the resulting rebound shot, France would have been losing that match. Yeah. And that would have been a turn-up for the books. Yeah, that would have really helped Sweden after they messed up against Bulgaria as well. Mm. Bef- that group was wide open. Speaking of second seeds who are going to go into the playoffs, yeah, like, that could, that could France, France are probably going to go through. You would think so, yeah. But like if they've they, enough in the tank. A draw of nil-nil, Luxembourg completely changes the complexion of the group mm. again. It's it's like Netherlands could still manage to get into the playoffs. They could somehow, yeah. After such a horrific start to that, to that group. It's, it's, you know, it's mad. It's maddening. And from that excitement, we'll move to talk of England, who uh, have been anything but exciting. Most boring national team. They are at the moment. Rooney has retired from international football. He is the last bastion of the Sven-Goran Eriksson era. What an era. It was, well, you say that in, in a sarcastic tone, but... Sven brought England World to Cup. quarterfinals Quarterfinal. of World Cup. Lost on penalties to Portugal. Did, and they lost, didn't they lose in Euros as well? Uh, on penalties yeah, to Portugal. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, even that Portuguese team were miss- was missing Deco at least because of the whole battle of uh, Nuremberg that would have happened the previous round. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of, but they were missing, England were missing Rooney. We can go into this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, they got the right card. Ronaldo yeah, incident at the time. Incident. England, they're in their conventional relatively handy group their biggest rivals being Switzerland no Slovenia Slovenia or Slovakia whichever one yeah sorry and Scotland as well they've they've melded into each other yeah they're all the same they're always the same but yes so Slovenia Slovakia Scotland all the S's and England England played Malta they were booed by their own fans they couldn't muster anything they were looked devoid of any shape of any the only player that looked any way impressive was Marcus Rashford when he came on he looked like the only one actually creating anything but his version of creating which we've discussed for a while is run yeah That's although did you see his flick for Kyle Walker yeah. that was really impressive and then Kyle Walker I don't know was it a, shoot, a shot or did he Kyle try Walker and pass it pass the ball I have absolutely no idea what he was trying to 50 do 50 million pounds that's what he is yeah second most expensive defender ever what, what they're going to qualify? They've beaten Malta. Yeah. They have they, played they Slovakia play tonight. Yes, Monday. Uh, uh, they're favourites to beat Slovakia. Yeah. If they do lose that, they will go second. But I, I don't know. It, it's if they do go second, I think they'll be a New England manager by this time next week. Maybe it's Gareth Southgate is under a lot of pressure. He had to today at the time of recording. He had to combat and ferociously combat talk that his team have no pride, have no spirit. And he was going on about it. He was, he's trying to build up young men. They have to bond of young men. He was on yeah. about this. He's, he's had some in, weird quotes. He's brought in relationship coaches who've worked with New Zealand. He was criticising Raheem Sterling as well, who's probably been one of the more, most impressive English players in the league up to now. And he's also someone who does not take criticism well, as shown at Liverpool and Man City. Yeah, because there was the whole incident with Brendan Rodgers, wasn't there? Yeah, where he was putting him in left wing back and trying to teach him lessons about yeah. football. And it backfired entirely and made him leave the club. He's not someone that you, you know, there is certain people that you're like, you criticize and make them work harder. Raheem Sterling does not seem like one of those. No. He's one of those, you cuddle and hopefully he'll do better for you. Yeah. It, it's 
England, they're they're crazy. Like he's calling Phil Jones world class defender, the best defender England have. To be fair, that's not much of a, a statement saying he's the best defender that England have. But still, you can, he's not you a world class defender. Aspire for better than Phil Jones, you can. a player who's barely played a match. Like he's barely put a run of matches together in the last four years. He's yeah, he's done better in the last twelve months or so, but he's still injury prone. Yeah, he's not he's not doing the best. There's still times where he's in the, he's in the crowd instead of being on the pitch, and when yeah. he's on the pitch, he's either fighting with his facial anomalies yeah. <laughs> that, that appear when he's running at, at space it, it's it's very strange like I believe that England need to adjust the way they're playing to make it more like a club team and not even there's always this talk oh we need the spirit of a club team we need this to win tournaments it just doesn't seem like there's a plan but that's the thing they need to adopt something that is familiar with the players make it like the club like yeah. They often speak about how they're so bored and they, they make jokes and stuff about it. Oh, we're bored and, you know, we shouldn't be bored because, you know, we're footballers and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But they are bored. They're bored when they're, in, when they're in, on England duty. Like, it was only last week that Harry Maguire showed up at the England camp. With two bin bags. Two bin bags wearing his Leicester gear. Not wearing normal clothes, not wearing no. anything else. Wearing Leicester gear. And then he was putting England thing and he was all that personality was instantly stripped away from him. Yeah. And it's like, well, we had a bit of fun there. We could have got a bit of jovial spirit going between the players, but it was all zapped out of it. No one gets any more views of it. England are close to everyone. They're yeah. they're fighting with the media. They're not responding to any you know criticism well. They're fighting everything. They're not playing well. They haven't been playing well for years. That's why I mentioned Sven at the beginning. That's the last time you can really point to a good yeah. England performance is under Sven Goran Eriksson. Yeah, like that 2006 World Cup was the last time England did anything of yeah. any significance. And like probably if we're going back to Euro 2004 before we find a really, either Euro 2004 or I believe when they beat, do you remember when they beat Croatia? Theo Alcott scored a hat-trick. Vaguely. I, I'm not sure if it was under Capello or even, I think it was under Fabio Capello. Could it could have been after that time. Yeah. But that that team was infused with bad blood where players didn't speak to each other. Yeah, was, there's the whole thing with John Terry and Ferdinand. And they had to pick sides in the squad. Yeah, John Terry was stripped of captaincy and he was given it back and he was stripped of it again. And then they're not speaking and they obviously there there's rights to be hate, hatred in that team. Yeah. That's just why this the whole Sven area has now passed and that should be rid of it. Southgate era. It's on now, but it doesn't seem like They've replaced all that animosity between players, but now there's just complete apathy. They're, yeah. they're not like you don't look, you don't look at the Premier League clubs and think of how we're in a period of great rivalries. Mm. Like there's say what you will about it being the most competitive league in the world and all this nonsense advertising that Sky would want to tell you. Yeah, but you look at the even in the mid two thousands when you had player teams like. Uh, Vieira and Keane at Man United mm-hmm. and Arsenal you had Liverpool and Chelsea and you uh, Liverpool Benitez and Man United and Mourinho hated each other exactly. and they still their players whereas now you kind of look at the teams go oh, there's not much going you on you know there. it's not a surprise if someone from Arsenal signs for Man City or someone from Man City signs exactly, for Liverpool yeah. or someone from Liverpool signs for Chelsea it's it swings around about. everyone goes around these teams yeah like there's no like Ox, oh I can never Oxley Chamberlain shouldn't be able to just go to Liverpool yeah because the fee is okay or Matic from Chelsea to Man United. Yeah, and that's they're, such they're a bizarre one. Like about title challenging teams. Yeah, like that could that that one signing could really hurt Chelsea mm. and help it United could swing the title in, race in one, in one way or the other. Exactly. Like these are it's not that you know cheap clubs can do what they want. That is, it's not the, to the detriment of modern football that these yeah. rivalries don't exist anymore. But there is there is just a complete lack of caring, and it's it seems to translate into international football. My point is that England should try whoever is in charge, if it is Gareth Southgate going forward, like stop trying to change, rock the boat or change everything. Yeah, You pick the players that go into the system. Don't pick players and then work a system around the players. He guaranteed Joe Hart a starting berth for the Malta match. Yeah. I, I think he's done it again for the match against Slovakia. I didn't hear about Slovakia. But why... Has he? Why well, is he given that? He's had an awful season, and he was given this guarantee last year as well. When he had an awful season for Torino, yeah. Despite the fact that there are players like Jordan Pickford, Tom Heaton, even maybe Fraser Forster to a lesser extent. Well, yeah, are, but Fraser Forster has experience in. For he England. does, yeah. And I'm forgetting someone else, am I? Uh, Jack Butland. Jack Butland, yes. Who was expected to take yeah. over the mantle or whatever? But well, this, by the fact that you're saying, oh no, Joe Hart, he has, he has the place now. Whether 
he's known to be mouthy in the dressing room. He's known to be speaking above his grade, for instance, to the manager and to the coaching staff. Yeah, it was one of the reasons why Pep was kind of so eager to get rid of him at City. Exactly, but it's not just Pep that doesn't like that. Some players don't like that either. Some players don't like players being bigger than their boots. And if some of these England players are looking at Joe Hart, who's having a terrible club the last two years, really, longer if we're looking at his mistakes for Man City, which precipitated his Yeah, departure. and he's got such glaring weaknesses. Like, if you and just shoot worse. to his bottom left. Yeah, but they're getting worse. But they look at players look at that, and they're like, well, why, why should I bother? Phil Jones keeps getting into the team. He plays doesn't play every single match for Manchester United. He's injury he, prone. He, he is at the moment. When he's fit, I think he, he is maybe deserving of a, of a spot in England. Because he is playing at, for Man United. You look at everyone, everyone else who's working hard, who's consistent in their play. You're looking at, like, not to... You know, these players mightn't be, but the Leicester City captain, uh, Morgan. Wes Morgan. Wes Morgan. He's Jamaican. Oh, is he actually Jamaican? Yeah, he's Jamaican. Okay, so that's, it's a bad example. But even like Ryan Shawcross. Yeah, he's like someone you would have thought would defenders well. who play in a club system that works with, that works in England. Why can't it work elsewhere? Instead, they're trying to be, okay, we need to adopt the Spanish system, the French system, the German system. Yeah, we like, need to play out. We need to play passive, expansive football. But none, none of the England players, the players in England who play expansive, passing football from the back are not English. Yeah, they're all David Luiz is not English. David Silva is not... No, but he's not playing in defence. No, but he, he isn't. But he's still an elegant player that can boss midfield. Like, there, yeah. is no, there is no David Silva English equivalent. No, and there's not going to be in any time soon. No. That's... It's it's they just need to change it up and like realize that they can't be anyone else but themselves. Introduce be a club team. But okay, we're only if we're England, we're only going to play four four two. Yeah, who's who's the best players for four four two? Maybe it isn't Joe Hart in goals. So it doesn't really matter with the, with the yeah. formation. But maybe you know Kyle Walker. He's a rambunctious wing back, effectively. Maybe he's not the best to be a solid right back. Yeah, and they have players at right back, like they have uh, Nathaniel Klein as well at right yeah, back. Yeah, maybe he's a more solid defensively. Left back, uh, who's playing left back at the moment? Uh, Ryan Bertrand or. Danny Rolls as well when he's fit. Or Danny Rolls. Like maybe they're, again, in the similar mould to the Spurs wing backs. Like maybe yeah. they, they shouldn't be there. Maybe the, a more defensive unit should be there. But wing back, you know, full back is a difficult position. But then you look further up the field and they're looking, okay, we have to play Harry Kane. Well Robbie Fowler scored forty odd goals for Liverpool in the mid nineties. They did they played Teddy Sheringham instead up front for England. Yeah. Because he worked the system. Terry Venables put him in the team and so did Glenn Hoddle. And England got to a semi final and played very well at a World Yeah, Cup. you look at like someone like Jamie Vardy and you think he is the perfect striker for England. At the he moment. runs, he presses, he he picks up balls. Yeah. Like, that is what would feed into England well. Harry Kane, great player for Spurs, fantastic goal scoring, but he's not doing it for England. Change it up. Maybe Daniel Sturridge should play because he's the best natural finisher. Sure, he doesn't tie a loaded matches together. He gets injured often, but if he's there, play him. He might score some goals. He tends to when he comes on. Yeah. You know, have have a bit more guile about you. Like, they in friendlies, Gareth Southgate was playing three at the back and he was playing... Because it was in vogue. Yeah. It's, that's not the way you should it's play. It's just... It, it seems like Gareth Southgate is trying to just do what he thinks is popular. He's not really necessarily... What's expected of him yeah, rather he's than not, what's right. He's not doing anything that he feels is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he thinks other people think he should be doing. Like, if you... Like, not that many listeners remember, but 66, Alf Ramsey, played, won the World Cup with England, closed off from the external media, didn't yeah. want them anything to do with him, got... Got rid of the played, got rid of the wingers, which was absolute sacrilege in England at the time. Played flat, played attacking, played to the strengths of his players, played to the strengths of of, of Bobby Moore playing it out of the back, Bobby Troughton attacking from midfield, which was alien to England at the time. They won the World Cup with that. Similar things happened in ninety and uh, in nineteen ninety when they when they started to play. Okay, we'll play wing backs because we have an excess amount of these players who are technically yeah. gifted. And we can control the game that way rather than play their traditional football. Now it's gone reverse on it that he's trying to play all these different schemes that other world and European teams are playing instead of being true to the English style of football, which is too often criticised. Like, if you're going to lose, you may as well lose playing what you're good at. Yeah, have a bit of pride about yourself. Exactly, and going back to the pride statement about the England team. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I don't think we're done talking about it, but we're done talking about it for yeah. today. Uh, let us know what you think about England or what they can do to actually improve their whole situation. Do you, do you agree with me that, that they need to go back to a more English style of football? Should Harry Kane be taking corners? Should Harry Kane be taking corners? Like that's 
if he's good at corners, you know, some players are. Wayne Rooney used to take corners. Yeah. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank famously used to always take corners when he was a striker at Chelsea, and it worked for him. But like, when there's nothing else in the team, when you're trying to play like, corners, can Jordan Henderson not take a corner. But if you're playing, yeah, if you're taking a corner as Hurricane and you're aiming at Jordan Henderson, that's not. Yeah, you know, no matter how not... how pinpoint your passing is. It's not going to go anywhere when it hits Jordan Henderson. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. Let us know. Come, come get in contact with us. It's the tfpod at gmail.com or at tfpod at various social networks. Before we go on to the next item, I want to talk to you about the Premier League. What is going on this weekend? It's coming back. Are we excited? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good follow-up. See how Arsenal uh, bounce back after their humiliating 4-0 defeat to Liverpool. Not well, would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, but the big match will be how Liverpool follow up that victory as they have another big match against Man City. Mm. That'll be real. Oxley Chamberlain will probably play just, you know. Yeah, just for a debut, yeah. He'll uh, probably score. Man City will be favourites at this point. They've had no injuries on international well, duty, I don't think. Uh, Vincent Company's injured. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. But Belgium qualified for the World Cup, they though. Did, they so did. So it, was all, it wasn't all, all worthwhile. That's all that matters. Yeah, well, Vincent Company's legs mightn't agree with you, but or Man City's I, fans I, I certainly I don't won't. think it's a long-term injury, though. Yeah, well, it never is. A Vincent Company, True. it turns out it is. So, Man City are playing Liverpool. It's at the stadium, or City of Manchester. A, Etihad, Etihad, whatever yes. they're calling it. I wouldn't actually necessarily put Man City as favourites. No, why because, not? Because uh, if you look at it recently, Liverpool have actually got a pretty good record against Man City. Like they had the two two last season, but they also beat them at Anfield. They beat them fairly comfortably in Pellegrini's last season, four nil, four one at the Etihad. But it's Pep, it's Klopp. Yeah, but Man City will they finally start betting in those players? They failed to get Sanchez in transfer deadline day. Is that a big hole in their team? I don't now? think it is. Who's what do you think? I at the moment. City have played what three matches in the Premier League? Three matches. Yeah, I don't know what what they're trying to do. I don't understand. I've watched their matches and I'm like, what are you doing? Are you playing? You're not playing a passing, a strict Guardiola as we'd expect. Tiki-taka. Tiki-taka, everyone hold on to the ball. Like you're you're playing possession football, but it's like, what are you doing with this? You're not breaking. You're not going at huge pace, trying to cut inside lines and make diagonal runs and play high pressure. You're, You're just kind of, your players are clearly better than the opposition and they know they're better. Yeah. Maybe this is something that needs to be coached out of them. That, you know, stop thinking you're better than the opposition actually play football. But they haven't produced much yet. It's kind of like just down to the players. Like, I don't know if you saw Gabriel Jesus or Jesus, Gabriel Jesus and Coutinho at the weekend. Players for both of these clubs combining for Brazil. Yeah. Phenomenal. Jesus running through the the defence. Yeah, I heard Playing a chip and then Coutinho tapping it in. Like, it was an amazing game, amazing play of football, and now these players are going to be on opposition teams. But outside of Gabriel Jesus this season, there's no inspiration in that in that Man City team. Like, uh, David Silva can put balls on plates for people. But yeah, like, Sané is a good player, but he's being played at left wing-back, and that's just not a position he's suited to. Raheem Sterling is running aimlessly yeah, a lot. Although like, he is suspended. He is suspended because of that red card, but in general... What what is going on? Like the, they they spent so much money that maybe they haven't maybe were being unfair and unkind that they yeah it's they need early to they need time to gel and bed in and but learn the, the biggest the biggest question that I've had for Man City so far is like why are they why is Pep insisting on playing both Jesus and Aguero? It's not working when you play the two. It's like he's trying to fit every attacker into the side. Yeah, and because of that, Sane and Sterling haven't been playing as much, and the two of those players have been essential. To I would say most of Man City's best performances under Pep, mm. like Sane a left wing back. It's That's why the rumors that you know Aguero apparently is unhappy with the way things are going. He's unhappy with Pep. There was rumors that he like yeah. Arsenal asked for him as one of the players in exchange. Like they, for Sanchez. They're just trying to keep him happy, and it's just a detriment rumors to he could side. go in in January still. Like maybe if that's going to happen, make the decision, drop him, adjust your team as 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 according. And actually get them playing. Like I think if they just played the four three three in which they were so successful within the end of last season instead of this three five two or whatever, mm. 
like if they'd be able to rotate Aguero and Jesus and have one come on as a sub, yeah. like it's, it's not gonna that be a long season. Like, yeah, exactly. They're like Champions League is coming up. They should do well in the Champions League. Like you look at their group, they should get out of that. Mm-hmm. They they'll probably disregard the League Cup, but they they could go on an FA Cup run. Yeah. Like they, they, have a, they have a big year. enough squad. They've spent enough money. Yeah, it's just a case of getting Mendy into the team. More. Yeah, and he played well against Bournemouth. You know, but he's not. He's not the Monaco. You know, Monaco player who could just cut through teams. Yeah, it's, it's not quite the same. He you needs know, to transition in. Yeah, it's 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 a funny little thing. Liverpool, of course, continue as we just spoke about. There might be available. Yeah, he played for Brazil. I don't know. He was absolutely fit. Uh, Neymar discussed it at the Brazil press conference that how he's horrible how horribly his friend was treated yeah you know the it's a and it's a funny it's a funny little situation they're in will he come back at yeah it's awkward belt? for them all like Oxley Chamberlain's there now with the team that beat Liverpool if Oxley Chamberlain is to come in for somebody who does he come in for and if Coutinho was to come in for somebody who does he come in for yeah and one album for Oxley Chamberlain maybe yeah, because like Emery Chan has been playing very well yes. lately as well. You can't take him out of the side. Henderson is playing. He's club captain. Yeah. You can't really pull him out. And plus, he, he gives defensive cover that Coutinho would never give. Yeah. So, who do you take off? One of the attacking players? But then. You don't take. I've, Mane is fantastic yeah, at the moment. I'm, Salah is just growing into himself. Yeah, and, and Firmino plays the false line position so well. Yeah, it's like there is no room for him at the moment. It's it's a weird situation. Playing left back, I suppose. Yeah, well, that went well for Raheem Sterling, who will probably. You know, never play left back again unless no. he goes to Arsenal. Uh, as we spoke earlier, Arsenal are playing Bournemouth. Bournemouth need a win to kind of kickstart their yeah. season. They're they're not. They've not. I been thought they'd well. have more points at this point in the season. Yeah, like they're playing worrying West Brom, for them. They've Watford. a slog of fixtures coming up, which could you know they could get into an early season relegation battle, which they did not expect at the end no, of the season. No, and it's not Jermaine something Defoe they need. Still awaiting his. You he know, started in against Man City, but he's still like not at the level. Apparently, yeah. he's not at the fitness level required for Bournemouth. Arsenal are a mess. Who knows what's going to happen with them? It's probably a wait and see type of job. I feel like it's the kind of game that they will win, just because like you look at. You look at it over. Do you want to talk about that about Stoke maybe after the Leicester game and look what yeah. happened. No, but it's the kind of game that over the pre in previous years I've looked at it, Arsenal and thought, oh, that that other team is quite good, it's the kind of team that could trouble Arsenal, but then Arsenal end up just kind of pulling a comfortable enough victory yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. That I, although I did think that they would beat West Brom last season in a similar way or Crystal Palace last season, so maybe it won't be as simple as that. It's 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 yet to be seen. Like, did you see Mesedol's impassioned essay he posted on Facebook? Yeah, and Ian Wright was responding. Oh, it wasn't just Ian Wright. A lot of people were yeah. unhappy with also criticizing former players for criticizing him and his work rate and his body language and the team and that they didn't care. And then yeah, they were they were very unhappy with that. But just to show Ian Wright up, did you see the match for Germany? No, I didn't. Messed also tracking back and performing an amazing sliding tackle. Nice. In, in his own, just outside his own box to win the ball or knock it but away. But he do that for Germany, whereas he, why isn't he doing it for Arsenal? Who knows, who knows. Leicester are welcoming Chelsea to the King Power Stadium. Three o'clock Saturday. Danny Drinkwater is going to make an emotional return yeah. after, you know. A long-awaited return. A long-awaited return. Five days after departing Leicester. The greatest English player of his generation, Danny Drinkwater, yeah. will return. In his Scott Parker role for Chelsea, how do you see this one going? Leicester, they they were fortunate. You'd have to say in their last match, the goalkeeper spilt. I think it was Brighton, wasn't it? They he spilt. No, the their last match was Man United. Oh, their last match it was the match before. Sorry, so Man United yeah. they were kind of outplayed. And played yeah, well. it's it, they've had a topsy turvy season. They started very well against Arsenal, but it were unfortunate to lose. Unfortunate to lose. They beat Brighton. Yeah, Brighton aren't up to much. No, and it was fortuitous to win. And then they kind of don't show up against Man United. They yeah, Man United well just kind of neutralise them. And then it just all falls apart and they concede four goals. Yeah, Schmeichel was very good. There's two goals, but Schmeichel... Where did they get four out of? They scored four <laughs> in the other two. Yeah, that's what it felt like. But two goals and they kind of just fell away. They never had yeah. anything to answer it. It was, it was a funny thing. Chelsea are expected to be back. They, they comfortably. I think Hazard is back from injury now. He did. He did play and he scored for Belgium. So he scored. He was against Gibraltar though. Yeah, but you know, a goal is a goal. You can only play what's in front of you. True. Say. You know, and Drinkwater is expected to come in. Bakayoko. Bakayoko. It's a K, not a B. Yeah, but Babi Arrow is ruining my life. Will all these players fit in? Fabregas will drop. I presume. Yeah. 
I think it could be actually the kind of match that Chelsea don't need right now if their if their team isn't settled mm. because like it's the kind of the opposite of the Tottenham match which I thought suited them for the way the kind of mess that the club was in at the time. Yeah. Who do they play in between? Who do they play? I can't even remember who they played last. Everton. Yes, Everton. Yes. Um, but the Tottenham match, they, it kind of suited them because they were able to sit back, they were away from home, they were expected to lose, they were able to sit back, just soak up the pressure, mm-hmm. catch them on the counter. Whereas when they play Leicester, Leicester are going to do that to Chelsea. Yeah. And Leicester have a good record against yeah, Chelsea they do. in recent seasons. Like, so it could be the kind of match that Chelsea actually kind of struggle with. And there's so many, like, Leicester didn't really lose anybody. They've lost... Mar- they've lost Danny Drinkwater, Drink, but Drinkwater. they've kept Vardy and they've kept Mares. Yeah, Mares is probably going to start playing maybe now. Yeah, like he didn't... actually played quite well against Manchester United. Why didn't United, that transfer go through? He was there was rumours he was even going to Chelsea. At one there point. were rumours he was going to Barcelona, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, Roma. Yeah, yeah, Roma was the biggest one I'd say, but it didn't materialise. It yeah, a, it's a strange situation. It was kind have. of a heavy price Craig, tag, maybe. Yeah, Craig Shakespeare still there, amazingly. Yeah, and he's actually doing. Well, they well. lost two matches out of three. Yeah, we, you could argue they were playing Arsenal on May night. Yeah, true, true. And like they're playing Chelsea now. It's it's actually quite an unfortunate start to the league for them. Everton are hold, are hosting Spurs. Spurs are finally getting their just reward for playing three games at Wembley. Or two games at two Wembley. Two games, yeah. By getting an, an away, away game. Maybe they can actually win a game this time. Yeah. They're travelling up to Liverpool to play Everton. Everton need a performance. Yeah, they do. After the Chelsea match, they were poor against yeah, Chelsea. They just couldn't get tired. out. Wayne Rooney's been in trouble off the pitch. Yeah, there was some kind of sting by the sun, and plus the drink driving. Yeah, and, you know, charge is a serious enough one. So he, I expect he will play. But yeah, because I thought that they might sign someone on deadline day, but they were, they weren't linked with anyone at all or anything. No, they were. I know they were trying to get a few moves. Yeah, together. Coleman kept mentioning that he was going to try getting a striker, and they look—they seem like they need someone mm. up front. Well, they did get a lot of money for Lukaku that was not spent. Like they mostly spent before the yeah. was signed or was sold. It's yeah, they need they need something else up there, but they didn't get it. Now they might have enough in midfield to contain Spurs. Yeah, it might be the kind of match that they're able to sit back and counter like they did against Man City. Mm. But Spurs away from home, maybe we'll see last season Spurs. Perhaps. You know, we don't know. Will Harry Kane score? They have. <laughs> most likely he will. It's now that it's no longer August. Probably he'll score a hat-trick. In the other big game, or biggest game of the season, or the weekend, not the season, Stoke are hosting Manchester United at... at the Britannia. Britannia. Man United, the Stoke upset machine, can, can they survive it? Well, can they, they stay top? They actually haven't won a match uh, against Stoke, home or away, since Ferguson retired, which I thought was quite interesting when I How saw that. How many seasons is that now? Four seasons? Four seasons, yeah. They've an absolutely terrible record in recent years. And they, mostly against... That's mostly against... Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes. Yeah, it was a... Remember, that was when Wayne Rooney scored his record-breaking winner or equaliser last season mm. with the free kick. I remember Moyes losing there. Van Hal had a terrible record. The, the embarrassing 2 defeat at Christmas. They so just, what, what's going to happen? Do you think Mourinho will have Stoke? Can he arrest this problem? Will he be? loves Stoke, does Mourinho. He loves that hard hit yeah, football. Favourite club, really. It's it's weird. Mark Hughes, if he loses it, he has worked up a bit of yeah. capital this season by beating Arsenal mostly. Is it the start now of a decline? Like we we both predicted before the the end of the season that Stoke were going to be in trouble this season. Yeah, I thought the Mark Hughes would be the first to get sacked. It's not looking like it at the no, moment. No, it looks like it's going to be Bilic or De Boer. Or De Boer. Or it might be Swaps in, in line or something yeah. like that. Sam could Even be Benitez out. could leave. But Mark Hughes, no sign of, no sign of anything happening with him. No, they've actually kind of quietly had a really good summer. Hmm. Like they were able to get rid of Marco Arnautovic, who you could argue they've got very good money for that, or for him. Because he's kind of a an inconsistent player, and he's not someone that you want to rely on. They brought like in they more have. solid players. Yeah, they've sold Jocelyn, which was great business to sell yeah. him off to Newcastle. Even if did, it was only five million, he do, he wasn't doing it for them. But they brought in other players. Yeah, Hesse has had a good start, much at a, at a higher skill level. Because when you think about yeah. it, Hesse is replacing John Walters. No offense to John Walters, but he's not. A, yeah. he's not a Champions League winner the way Hesse is. PSG player, yeah, you know, it's not it's this different category of echelon of even player. someone like Darren Fletcher to come into the side and really just hold down the midfield as a replacement for Glenn Whelan. Yeah, he is exactly the Glenn Whelan type, though one of those players that carries the water that does the if little stuff Irish. you don't know about. Yes, if only he wasn't Scottish. It's it's a, it's 
it's a funny thing. Do you see Man United being top of the league at the end of this weekend? Um, I th- I think by goal difference they could be top mm-hmm. because they they're on. So 10. you see other play- other teams continue their winning ways as well. I th- I I think Liverpool could beat Man City and that could put them level on points. I think Man United could be dropping points could we here. Go, could be going back to an old nineteen eighty. That would be fun to watch, 90s. I suppose. See the two of them and Mourinho Klopp. We haven't really had that. No, because I don't think Klopp would care for Mourinho's mind games. No, but he, he was very angry about that Old Trafford match last year. He when, gets angry and then he forgets about it. No, but he hasn't forgotten about this. I've seen him bring it up a few times of, oh, this offside goal that Man United got. He brought it up in August, talking about this offside goal for some reason. he's to the crowd? He's playing to the gallery, the Liverpool fans who want... I've absolutely, it just seems out of character for Klopp to kind of insistently bring in this... Maybe England's growing on him. Yeah, Maybe he's bitter. Like Rafa Benitez, there's a bit of Rafa Benitez left yeah, in that office. He'll bring out the sheets and all his facts. You speak of Rafa Benitez earlier, and I suppose brought him up there. Do you think apparently he's open to other managerial yeah. options? He's made it clear it's been leaked to the press. What club around Newcastle could he go to? Not there isn't any really, but yeah. he's West Ham apparently are great fans. Could there be a swap and offer between Slavin Village? That'd be great. Oh, oh no, Benitez down in. I'd London. love a good swap. swap. Well, I think Benitez, with some form of backing, could easily get top seven. Yeah. Top seven, top eight, you know, easily. But West Ham side, if he had it, probably would. Yeah. You know, there were talks, talks before the beginning of the season that his goal for the season was to bring Newcastle close to Champions League because he could take them. Yeah. Which, if he had got the financial backing of the Premier League... And you think Mike he, Ashley would be all about that. He wants to sell the club, he doesn't care. Yeah. It's reminiscent of the same thing we've talked about with Stan Kroenke at Arsenal as Mike Ashley. He just wants to make a profit. Yeah, it doesn't keep retain Premier League status, don't really care about anything else. It's a prestige item he has in his portfolio. He'll eventually sell it for good yeah. money. Vince McMahon, like that's was, where it's he, he was rumored of to buy the club a few years ago, I remember. <laughs> that would be something if the That'll WWE's be... owner, Vince McMahon, would take over Newcastle and turn it into a wrestling monstrosity. That might be better than what it is at the moment, to be yeah. fair. Newcastle people chirp in if you disagree. Turn, but, turn the Premier League into sports entertainment. You know, it is sport again for the entertainment. Our final topic of the show is just going to have a quick glance at European football coming up. There isn't anything of major consequence this weekend. No, I don't think there's any uh, big matches coming up. This weekend, I'm not sure. So we're we well, there is they're all big matches. Don't worry, but we foresee that there will be no big change of guards. We 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 think PSG will continue winning. Yeah, I think even Monaco will continue winning with their streak going on. Real Madrid will bounce back. They have their international Ronaldo will return. I believe is Ronaldo's return this weekend. Uh, is it? I think he had a five match ban. Oh, that's paid to my whole plan for the weekend. But I would imagine Asensio. Is that correct? Yeah, there Asensio you go. and the rest of the boys will, will will bounce through and win for Real Madrid. Barcelona will probably keep going with Messi power behind them. There's no real... Italy is a, is a wild goose at the moment. Anyone? Yeah, can, they're still trying to figure out everything with VAR as well. Yeah, so we, we will be back next Monday to discuss all the action in Europe, in England, and all the VAR dis- decisions that yeah, have happened. Maybe well. preview some Champions League as well. Champions League be will be returning next week. Next week. I hope you'll join us for that. I want to thank you again for listening and please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can email us at tfpod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at the tfpod. You can follow us individually at combon or combon27 is me and you are at cheesy hairpun. Remember to subscribe, rate and review on whatever platform you listen to us on. And that just leaves me to say farewell.